And in doing so, we want to glorify God. And so this morning, we've uh, prepared a special reading uh, from a book that you may or may not be familiar with. And so we're going to ask that if you just take a moment and sit back and listen as we see how God has used women all throughout history and even now today to allow his message to be spoken. Love You Forever by Robert Munch. A mother held her new baby and very slowly rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she held him, she sang. I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The baby grew. He grew, and he grew, and he grew. He grew until he was two years old, and he ran all around the house. He pulled all the books off the shelves. He pulled all the food out of the refrigerator. He took his mother's wash and flushed it down the toilet. Sometimes his mother would say, This kid is driving me crazy. But at nighttime, when that two-year-old was quiet, she opened the door to his room, tiptoed across the floor to the side of his bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked him up, rocked him back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang. I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The little boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew until he was nine years old. And he never wanted to come to dinner. He never wanted to take a bath. And when grandma visited, he always said bad words. Sometimes his mother wanted to sell him to the zoo. But at nighttime, when he was asleep, the mother quietly opened the door to his room, tiptoed across the floor, to the side of his bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked up that nine-year-old boy, rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and while she rocked him, she sang. I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew and he grew until he was a teenager. And he had strange friends. He wore strange clothes and he listened to strange music. Sometimes the mother felt like she was in a zoo. But at nighttime, when that teenager was asleep, the mother opened the door to his room, tiptoed across the floor to the side of his bed. If he was really asleep, she held that great big boy and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang. I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, that mother, she got older. She got older and older and older, and one day she called up her son and said, You better come see me, 
Because I'm very old and very sick. So her son did come to see her. When he came to the door, she tried to sing the song. She sang, I love you forever. I like you for always. But she couldn't finish because she was too old and sick. The son went to the mother and he picked her up and rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he sang this song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mommy you'll be. When the sun came home that night, he stood for a long time at the top of the stairs. Then he went into the room of his very new baby daughter while she was sleeping. He picked her up in his arms and very slowly rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while he rocked her, he sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and that her works bring her praise at the city gate. This morning we want to take just a moment and honor our mothers. And so I'm going to ask if you are under the age of 18 and would like to participate, I'm going to ask if you would, young kids, if you would come up front. We have a special gift that we want to give to our mothers. And so we want to ask if you would come forward at this time. A woman who fears the Lord uh, is to be praised. It's only slightly ironic that um, we had a couple of mothers themselves who uh, prepared uh, these gifts to be given out to the other mothers. It seems like their work is never done and they're continuing uh, to pass on that legacy. And while we can't do enough, say enough, or give enough, we want to take a moment and honor our mothers and offer a blessing upon them. We recognize that... um, Each one of you has different emotions. For many of us, when we think of mothers, it brings up happy, warm thoughts. But for some of you, it may be a difficult morning as you see others celebrating Mother's Day. Maybe you've experienced the loss of your mother. Or maybe you didn't experience having the mother that many of us had. And so we also want to recognize you. For those of you who are mothers who have lost a child, our hearts and our prayers go out to you this morning as well. And we want you to know that whether today is a time of celebration or even a time of grief, this is something that God has ordained. And we want to take just a few moments to recognize our mothers. So we're going to do it a little bit differently. We've already asked our mothers to stand And so this time, I want to ask everyone who is not a mother, if you would stand. If you are not a mother, if you would stand. And what we want to do, 
uh, is we want to take a moment and we want to pray for our mothers who are seated. This is a a way that we're praying over each one of them. And so I'm going to ask, if you would, DA, if you would come and offer a prayer. Oh, I'm sorry. Bob, you're right here. Bob, would you come offer a prayer for them, please? Father, we are so grateful to you for one of the most powerful forces on this earth. That is a mother's love. And Father, we know that here at Taylor Street, we have many, many beautiful, wonderful mothers here. Mothers over children, as was up here just a moment ago. Mothers that are over teenagers. Mothers that are overgrown men. And then, Father, in all of this, we thank you for the, 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 the beauty that has come forth in, in the mothers here at Taylor Street. And this is uh, uh, exhibited in so many ways, Father, of how the, that these, these beautiful mothers can, can uh, take care of the hurts in our lives. And this can be hurts physically, physically. Uh, emotionally, uh, so, uh, sociological hurts. And, of course, the most important is they can help us with spiritual hurts. And uh, how, how valuable that is to have mothers that can, can take care of the hurts of us because we do have those, Father, and we thank you that they can attend to our hurts. And we thank you for our mothers that they will be of encouragement to us in times of uh, when, when we may be down and, and need a, a, an uplift. And they just always seem to know what to say and say it in the right ways. And we thank you that they will challenge us to, uh, to be good uh, citizens, to, to be good uh, you know, uh, students, and most of all, Father, to be good Christian people, followers of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Father, we just want to take this time and, and thank you again for the mothers here at Taylor Street and what they mean to, uh, to each one of us as members and also what, that, what these mothers mean to our community. For uh, Father, there's so many of these mothers that are fantastic, great teachers and examples, uh, not only here at Taylor Street, but in the community. And we thank you for that blessing. And Father, we, uh, we just want to take this time, this day, to honor motherhood and our Taylor Street mothers. And we thank you with all our heart for what they've done for each of us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope for you it has been a morning where you've had an opportunity to give thanks to God for what He's done for giving us mothers. And what I want to talk about this morning is how as children, maybe we're not far from the tree. Growing up, I can remember hearing the phrase, well, a nut never falls far from the tree. Uh, And I would uh, uh, add to that, one thing my mom used to say over and over again is she said, insanity is hereditary. You get it from your children. And so whether it comes from the top or from the bottom, there's this special relationship that is felt between mothers and their children. And I think somewhere we've gotten it a little backwards with cars and careers, with professional sports, 
Somewhere we decided that going outside of the house had to be the most important job of all. And I'm here this morning to argue against that. If you look back into the Old Testament, the the patriarchs, it's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and Joseph as well, there was a lot placed on the fact that they went out as God had called them to. But I want to take just a moment and I want to talk about the jobs of the mother and how important that is. And how I think in many ways we've flip-flopped which one is the most important. You see, when God created man and woman, He agreed that that was the greatest of all His creation. And upon seeing them, He saw that it was very good. And He knew that it would take a very special relationship in order for His children made in His image to be able to grow and continue to praise Him. There's other creation that He made. The lesser important ones, I'm going to say. The the sheep and the goats. Do you know who He sent out to take care of those animals? He sent them in. But when he wanted the children to be taken care of, he says this is the job for women because they have the ability to do it so well. And it's the reason why on Mother's Day we celebrate because we have so many women who have taken the call to nurture their children. But I want to talk for just a few minutes about how God doesn't speak to mothers. I don't believe that God speaks to mothers. And I want to explain that by reading Mark chapter 14. This is when Jesus is getting ready uh, for His crucifixion in just a few moments. In fact, what's going to happen after this is there's going to be the taking of communion. But at this point, it was the Passover feast of the unleavened bread... And there were only two, it was only two days away, and the chief priest and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and to kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were indignantly saying to one another, Why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages. And the money was given to and the money could have been given to the poor. They rebuked her harshly. Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing. The poor you will have with you always, and you can help them any time that you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for my burial. 
I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. There are actually multiple accounts of what took place, Jesus being anointed at Bethany. In fact, John goes on to refer to her as Mary. But what we do know about her is this. She knew the importance of honoring Jesus through her actions. In Luke, it it reads that as he's at Simon's house, you notice that Simon didn't do any of the things that this woman had done for him. Jesus walks in and nobody offered him a kiss. No one was there to wash his hands. No one was there to wash his feet. And yet here this woman, through her tears, she takes this expensive bottle of perfume, the perfume that may in fact have been a part of her trade. And she broke it open saying, I don't need it anymore because what I have in my life is a Savior. And Jesus, knowing the thoughts of Simon, as he thought to himself, if Jesus knew what kind of woman that she was, he wouldn't dare let her be at his feet. And Luke says that Jesus looked at the woman and spoke to Simon. You see, nobody else in that room was really concerned with this woman. But Jesus was. And I don't believe that Jesus spoke to her. Because Jesus doesn't speak to mothers. Jesus speaks through mothers. It's not simply enough that Jesus would speak to these women, it was that He would use their lives and He would speak through them. That as we see these women, we know that it is God Himself who is working through them. It was the same with Hosea and Gomer. God chose to work through that relationship. This morning, while we want to give honor to our mothers, we know that they're not the source. They're not the sun, they're the moon. It is God who provides the light and it is our mothers who reflect it. And this morning, what we want to do is we want to be like our mothers, and that we continue that legacy. In just a few verses, we read that Jesus is with the twelve. And He talks about being betrayed, and that someone would, would dip at the same time in that bowl with Jesus. And yet Judas is not revealed, but Jesus knows who it is. And in all his emotions as a human, he still, as God divine, continues on with his sacrifice. 
While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then they took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and he drank, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. He said to them, I tell you the truth, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This morning, I want you to consider that God is not speaking to you, but instead that He is speaking through you. That as we gather this morning, it's not only an opportunity to hear the voice of God, but through our actions of remembering Him, what we're really doing is we're allowing Him to speak through us. That as we have gathered here this morning to commune with one another, it's an opportunity to let others know that we believe in Jesus Christ and what He's done for us. We give thanks for our mothers and we give all honor and glory to Jesus Christ for what He has done. We've changed around the order just a bit. And I hope in doing so, it's a reminder that what we're about to do as a family is a very, very special opportunity. We are gathering around the table, and we are thinking of, listening to, and sharing with Jesus, our Savior. So, in just a moment, as we prepare to gather around the table... I want you to be reminded of those who have carried that legacy down to you and why we are here to remember. And the response that we should have is not, where's the recliner? Or maybe I should go back for seconds on dessert. Or let's turn on the TV. The response that we have to having feasted together is one of celebration and excitement. And so this morning what we want to do is we want to invite you to join us in responding to what Jesus has done for us. And that response looks a little different for everyone. It might be that you want to stay exactly where you are and just say a silent prayer giving thanks for God and what He's given you. Maybe your response is a little different in that you want to call, come forward and ask for prayers and call upon the name of the Lord. We also want you to know that we'll have an elder in the back in our family life room. If you would like to go back there and visit with someone privately, there's someone who will pray with you and love you. We have someone who's willing to do that. But we also want to remind ourselves that God has used people in our lives to share His message. And today was a special feast for me. One, because I got to sit next to my beautiful wife, who is the mother of our three children, 
but also just on the other side, for the first time in a long time, I've gotten to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus with my mother as well. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to give each one of you an opportunity to respond how you choose. So we're going to stand and I'm going to lead us in a song that gives glory to God and also it honors our mother. So if you would stand right now, let's sing this song and if you have any prayers or any needs, otherwise take a moment to look around at the women and think of the women in your life and let's thank them for what they've done. Of the Lord. 